Hehe. Is this thing on? Yeah, that's on. Don't touch that. Good day and welcome to the next few seconds. I'm your host, Mark Meshi, and if I don't quite sound the same as I normally do, well, there's a reason for that, and that's what we want to talk about in today's next few seconds briefing. You see, my voice has been processed by a relatively sophisticated piece of artificial intelligence software that's taken the samples of my voice and then refashioned them around a new kind of timbre and tone that's basically changed my voice from male to female. Now, this was something that was incredibly hard to do until just recently, but because computing has become so cheap and because AI techniques have become so widespread, it's relatively easy for a person to do this these days. And this is worked up by someone who contacted me on Twitter and said, hey, I dumped this thing. Could I share it with you? And please check the notes on the website for this episode because you can go and you can have a play with this yourself. And I had a play with it. I uploaded a little bit of sound and came back in a reasonable woman's voice. I was like, this is very interesting because what we're seeing now is that we will be able to process our voice maybe in real time eventually, certainly with very short delays now, so that we can sound pretty much like anyone we want, any time we want to, any any of these smartphone apps made out of this and all sorts of things. And it will start to impact, honestly, deep things, because it doesn't take that much work to make your voice sound like, say, Barack Obama or the CEO, Alan Joyce of Qantas or whatever. And you can imagine, if you're someone inside the Qantas organization, you simply get a call from Alan Joyce asking you to do X, Y, or Z, who are you to argue? And this has been historically a problem with what's going on with deepfakes. A deepfake CEO can call up a CFO and say, I need you to transfer some money to a client. And then, bam, oh, it happens. And it turns out that never really happened at all. So we're now getting to a point with the voice, which is not too far away from where we thought with the age when Photoshop was introduced, say, around 1990. And people said, will we ever really be able to trust a photograph again? And of course, the world has survived the age of Photoshop. We do see Photoshop photos all of the time. In fact, Facebook got very stroppy with one of my friends who was trying to upload a photo that was obviously Facebook, but actually had political content and related to a political waste that is going on right now in North America, and basically said, you are now in the sandbox for 90 days because you are spreading fake news. Well, there are systems and there are systems. Whether any system will be able to detect a deep-faked voice, if that deep-faked voice isn't of a person who is very well-known, that's a very interesting question. Yes, you can check to see if Barack Obama actually said something or Donald Trump or Anthony Albanese. Those are easy enough to be able to do, but what if it's just your neighbor next door? Will there be enough around to be able to check that? Will people want to check that? Is the threshold for checking interesting enough? And yet if that call is coming into a bank, well, now you have a whole other set of questions. So we're entering a new era of pervasive, massive, continuously deep fakery. And this is telling us that all of the systems that we rely on, the social systems that allow us to be able to trust the people that we're talking to, because we identify the way they look or the way they sound or the way they interact with us, all of those will now be moral and all of them will be, to the degree possible, copied. Will they ever be copied completely successfully? Probably not. But again, this is a bit of a cat and mouse game. Every time those systems get better, then the systems for detecting them get better. There has been a whole lot of work on visual deepfakes, which can be done in real time so that you can look like your Barack Obama or, you know, Tom Cruise, whoever might be talking into a camera. And, of course, one of the researchers said, you know, 
If you if suspect someone is a deep fake, ask them to turn their head to their profile. Because it turns out a deep fake really can't do that very well, and so you can detect that very quickly. Now, now that that's been detected as a weakness of a deep fake, you'd better believe that the folks who designed those deep fakes will be amending those algorithms so you can turn profile and it will still look like Tom Cruise or Barack Obama or Anthony Albanese. This is the world we're in now, where computers are getting so good at simulating that essentially what they're doing is they're continuously testing the bounds of whether they can fool us. And at the same time, we don't want to be fooled. So fool we once, sure. Fool me again and again, we're going to need some better tools. This episode of The Next Billion Seconds was written by Mark Pesci, produced by Stuart Buckman for Ample, audio production by Justin MacArthur. For more background on the topics discussed in this episode, please visit our website at nextbillionseconds.com. The Next Billion Seconds is now powered by Ample Audio. Follow the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Outcast, and many other podcast platforms. If you like the show, please share it with a friend. And if you can, leave us a great review. That helps bring new listeners to our show. This is Mark Pesci. Thanking you for listening. Ample. Hee hee. Is this thing on? You're a total